What's up? Welcome back to the podcast that has a name now. Jameson Rambles about music. J-Ram, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, Today's... Ep- ignore that sound that I just made. I realized... Yeah, that definitely probably played with the audio. Um, I wanted to dedicate this episode to talking about the history and discography of Black Country New Road, which is, in my opinion, the best band currently out there making music. Um, they Their first studio album was released in 2021, but they've been active since 2018. What were they doing? Uh, giving their songs time to cook, I guess, because... They came onto the scene with some pretty impressive shit. So, in 2018, uh, a band called Nervous Conditions uh, had a few members, but six of those members uh, split off and created a band called Black Country New Road. That's where it came from. It was an offshoot of another band. Um, And then the other band broke up after, you know, whatever. Um, Then they put out a song, their debut single, Athens, France, which... Athens, France is, <laughs> for your first single, I don't think you can really do better than Athens, France. It's it's unlike any song I've ever heard in the sense of like the way the guitar riff in the beginning is, and then the fucking beautiful like American football-esque twinkle guitars towards the end are so pretty, and the songwriting is awesome, and uh, notice that the version of... Athens French release of the single is spelled Athens possessive, uh, whereas on the album it's Athens just comma. Uh, that's some deep name shit. I heard someone on Reddit talk about that. I'm not a redditor, but when I'm researching music, I use Reddit. I know it. I kind of have to, but I don't know what just fell. Uh, so yeah, it was some deep name shit. Athens France. I think there was someone named Athen. I don't know, but either way that. Uh, single got released in 2019, uh, early 2019, and people fucking loved it, as they should. Athens, France is a wonderful song. Um, but after they put out that single, they gained another member, Luke Mark. I should go ahead and say, the, uh, members are, well, <laughs> the, the members at this time in their discography is Tyler Hyde, Lewis Evans, Georgia Elry, May Kershaw, Charlie Wayne, Luke Mark, and Isaac Wood. Uh, so we just got Luke Mark, so that makes it a seven-piece band now. Uh, they put out a next, a next. They put out their next single called "Sunglasses," which, look, I think "Sunglasses" is one of the best songs of all time, but only the version that they put out on their first album. I don't think the single version of "Sunglasses" is that good at all. I, I think Isaac is trying to go for a more slint tight post-rock vibe with the vocals, but it doesn't gel well with the track, and the whole thing just feels a little disjointed. Uh, you can still see the core of a good song there, but for the most part, yeah, I would much... Re- I, I bear- I'd I never listen to the single version of Sunglasses, because there's no reason to, you know? But Sunglasses did play a big role. Uh, while they did blow up from Athens, France, Sunglasses is really what put them in the main light, because Sunglasses is an ambitious fucking track. Uh, more so on the album, but even the single, it's, it's, it's pretty ambitious for your second song. Uh, and Sunglasses got noticed by 4chan. I, I, I have a podcast outline on Google Docs. Um, 4chan is one of my bullet points. <laughs> that is goofy. But 
4chan found out about sunglasses, and even though it's music that 4chan, if you don't know, 4chan has a music board, and there's a very specific music taste that is on that board. It's music that they would love, but for some reason, 4chan hates on it, probably because they're rich and British, which, I mean, I don't like rich people. I don't like British people. I mean, no one does, but you can <laughs> you can get over that. That brings us to them getting signed by Ninja Tune Records in 2020, in October, and they announced their debut album called For the First Time. Uh, the For the First Time was released in February of 2021, and <laughs> this album is a lot. I remember uh, this is my this was my first introduction to Black Country New Road, and I didn't know what I was getting into at the time. Uh, I was I, I was into post rock in the sense that I liked Godspeed, but I knew literally no other post rock bands except like Swans, and even that's debatable. They've definitely done some post rock stuff, but track by track review of for the first time. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be doing a track by track review of every major project by Black Country New Road. This is gonna take a minute. So, track number one on For the First Time, we start with Instrumental. About five minutes long, and uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, there's a genre of music out there called klezmer. It's like, uh, if, I, if I recall correctly, it's traditional Jewish music. Now, I don't know where the Jewish influence comes from, maybe one of the members is Jewish, I don't know, I don't really care. Uh, but the use of that sound, it's, it, it's a sound that you don't really hear much in just Western music. Uh, it's not like microtonal or anything. We're not getting King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard here, but we're 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 getting a little funky. Also, it's got this little synth that goes through the whole time, and it's really infectious and pumps you up. This song gets you fucking going for the album, which is something I love about it. Now, Athens, France. I don't need to say anything. It's even better than the single version, which I didn't even know was a thing you could do, but somehow they did it. Fucking awesome song. Science Fair was my least favorite song when I first listened to it. Uh, mainly because I <laughs> I hadn't really gotten much into post-rock. And this is a very Slint-type song. Like, this is th this this is 100% like a Slint tribute song. He even, he even recognizes that in the lyrics, you know? Uh, and at that time, I wasn't really fucking with Slint. I was only listening to Godspeed and Swans. So, I, 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 I didn't really like that sound. But over time, as I got more into Slint and whatnot... Uh, Science Fair has run on me exponentially. Uh, it's really good. Sunglasses, the album version, is the next track. And it is the best fucking thing I've ever heard. Okay, no. Uh, I'm reserving that for another song that I'm going to talk about. But this one's a close second. So it's 9 minutes and 50 seconds long, making it the longest song on the album. And it's the fourth track. There are six tracks in total. I probably should have mentioned that. So, uh... After this album, it's a pretty swift uh, move to the or after this song, it's a pretty swift move to the end. But sunglasses, I can't sing sunglasses praises enough. The structure is wonderful. It's like a how many parts? Two, two parts. Yeah, I was thinking of basketball shoes. That's through like four parts. But uh, sunglasses is two parts, and I love the duality of the way he is talking. And the the lyrics and the symbolism and the fucking instrumentation. I love the intro that they added for the album version with the distorted guitar. That is awesome. And, like, complete makes the song, like, ten times better. I love the intro. Uh, also, I love the whole Kanye line. That's always a classic meme. 
Also, uh, what's the other meme from that song? Fuck, I can't remember. The absolute pinnacle of British engineering. That's a meme. Uh, next song, we got Track X. Uh, this song, I, I kind of skipped it when I first listened because it wasn't what I wanted to listen to. But coming back to it later, I, I enjoy it a lot more. It's it's much it's definitely the quietest song and it's more laid back. It's mostly just got some guitar, some sax, and some background vocals and main vocals. Uh, it's a pretty trill track to prepare you for the closing track, Opus, which is eight minutes long and the second longest song on the album. Opus <laughs> Do not if you're ever listening to music in the car and Opus comes on turn it off. I, I one time drove, I was driving and Opus came on and it was like, it wasn't rush hour, but I was going really fast, not like speeding, but just, you know, on a fast road. And there was a lot of cars and I was playing Opus and I felt like I was about to fucking die at any second. This song is intense. It builds to a giant fucking crescendo that in, that ends the album. And then it's just over. I think this album's great. Uh, probably like an 8.5 or a nine out of 10. It's grown on me since I first heard it. Uh, it's grown on me since hearing Ants from Up There, which is strange. But speaking of Ants from Up There, I feel like we have more history to discuss. We do. Click over on the podcast outline because I forgot what I was going to talk about. <laughs> All right. So, on October 12th, 2021, they announced they're doing a second album. It's called Ants from Up There. And they released the first single, Chaos Space Marine. This was kind of a stupid idea to release Chaos Space Marine as the first single. I mean, it's a good song. I don't think it's very representative of the project as a whole. Uh, maybe that was their intention. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting choice. The singles they put out was Chaos Space Marine, Bread Song, which... That's a horrible single. Great song, horrible single. Uh, Concord, great song, great single. Snow Globes, great song, okay single. Uh, the singles from Answer Up There weren't really uh, anything to write home about. Like, listening to them isolated from the album, I mean, they're good songs, no doubt, but they really work best when in sequence with all the other tracks. But about all those other tracks... Oh, wait, I'm not sure the review part. There's more story. I'm reading... I'm paraphrasing this from Rick... <laughs> I can't talk. Wikipedia. Uh, I, I, like, skimmed over the Wikipedia uh, article the other day and, like, just kind of took some fucking notes. Uh, <laughs> because who doesn't do that? Uh, they had to cancel a European tour due to illness, which would start a trend of tours being canceled. Uh, yeah, canceling tours. It's a <laughs> Black Country New Road's favorite thing to do. So, I'm going to go ahead and get into Ants From Up There. Um, it is a lot to get into. This is uh, on par with The Glow Part 2 for being my favorite album of all time. It's like up there with Blonde, Glow Part 2, fucking In Rainbows, Igor, uh, fucking uh, The Blue Album. You know, all my favorite albums, yes. I The Blue Album is a 10. Shut the fuck up. Um, anyways, Ants from Up There. Uh, track listing. Alright, first track, intro. Who would have thought that the intro is the first track? It's, I mean, it's a nice intro. Not really much of a song. Some, some nice strings. I like the vibe. Uh, I like the way it builds, too. But it, it builds pretty quickly into Chaos Space Marine, the second track. And, 
There's something about this song. I don't know. I I love this song, and I love every song on here, but I feel like this doesn't really fit here. I don't know. Uh, not in a bad way, though. Like, if Chaos Space Marine comes up, like, I'm listening to the album, I don't skip Chaos Space Marine. No, it's a great song. It just feels a little out of place, but not in a bad way. Just kind of like a... It sticks out. Next song is Concord, which whew, is by far the best single they released. Um, Concord is kind of like a masterpiece, you know? Not kind of. It is a masterpiece of, like, everything. Songwriting is great. The analogies and metaphors with the planes and the Concords. Mm, it's nice. The music video is interesting. Uh, it's got an ant in it. I guess ants from up there. That's where that comes from. Uh, that music video is fucking strange. They don't really do music videos. Um, track number four. Oh, I didn't even give my opinion. Yeah, I did. Concord's great. Uh, one of my top songs on the album, easily. Bread Song was my least favorite song when I initially listened to the album because, uh, I'm a very rhythmic person. The first instrument I ever played, I, I guess, was technically piano and then a little guitar, but barely. Um, it was really drums, and, you know, I've grown since then, I play fucking a thousand instruments, but, uh, <laughs> drums and bass are still my favorite, those are very rhythm-heavy instruments, and the chorus to Bread Song is written in free time. If you don't know what that is, you know, most music's 4-4, four, four. One, two, three, four. but free time, there's none of that. No counting, just fucking, <laughs> just play, bro. Who needs to count? Just play. Uh, and I did not like that at first because it did not sit well with my logical rhythmic brain. But uh, once I once I adjusted to it, it, it was fine. Uh, it's also a bit long six hour six hours not six minutes twenty seconds. It's a it is the longest song that is not one of the last three songs. Oh yeah, this album has ten songs. The last three take up half of the runtime. If that tells you anything about the kind of album we're dealing with here and the kind of songs that appear later on. Um, Goodwill Hunting is a fucking banger. I think it is the best before... Um, I don't know where I was going with that. It's not the best one. It, it it's I can't pick a best because every time I say one's the best and I'm like, no, I like the other one more. So when I say it's the best, just mean, that doesn't mean it's the best. That means I think it's amazing. Whatever. Uh, unless I clarify, I actually think it's the best. I'm so tired. Goodwill Hunting, like I said, is great. It's I really like the uh, the uncommon time signature riff that consist that goes through most of the song. It's uh, you can bob your head to it, but it's also just like a it's it's a great song. I can't really explain what makes Goodwill Hunting good. It's just, you have to listen to it and feel it and kind of like move to it and feel it and you'll get it. Haldern is a little bit long, uh, but I don't think it overstays its welcome. Uh, I do think that it, it kind of, per, it's kind of like a gate between um, the first half and second half of the album. Because uh, the second half, I mean, starts with, I guess, technically the place for Sinjur to the Blade. But the next track, Mark's theme, is an interlude that brings you to the second half. But anyways, uh, Haldern is good. It's very sax-heavy, and it's very dynamic. It gets loud and quiet and loud and quiet, and it's nice. And it eventually builds to this, like, crescendo. And I love the strings and the sax, and it's 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 a, it's a great song, bro. It really, it really gets my fingers a-snapping. Uh, 
Mark's theme, like I said, it's a sax, piano, and maybe bass interlude. I don't know if bass is on there. Uh, it's really, really pretty. I mean, I'm not going to say it's the best song on here because it's, it's an interlude. But it's really pretty. That brings us to the first of the final three songs on Ants From Up There. That being the place where he inserted the blade. At 7 minutes and 13 seconds, this is the longest track on the album so far. Um, that's a <laughs> that's a trend that continues with the next tracks. They get longer. Um, but in these 7 minutes, I mean 7 minutes is a long time. Isaac packs so much fucking emotion and genius songwriting into these 7 minutes that I'm not convinced he's human. This, it's... If I didn't mention this album, yeah, I didn't. It's a breakup album, in a sense. Uh, I mean, the songs aren't just like plain old, my girlfriend broke up with me and I'm sad. Uh, it's more like a uh, abstract kind of breakup album. You know, the place where he inserted the blade, the chorus of kind of like envisioning this perfect life, but just doesn't happen. And you see that you see the love slowly fade from the other person, and it's it's insane. It's, it's an emotion that I feel like if you're an adult, you've probably experienced before, and it's encapsulated perfectly in the chorus of this song. Uh, fucking 10 out of 10, one of my favorite songs ever. I could say that for any song on here. Uh, Snow Globes is 9 minutes, 13 seconds, so 2 minutes longer. Um, Snow Globes is good. Uh, the lyrics are a bit odd to interpret. There's only really two in good interpretations that go around one of them being that like it's a religious thing which i don't really see but the way i've always envisioned it is i'm actually going to have this as my senior quote um snow globes don't shake on their own this could be um you know you could con you could hear that and think that it means you know someone's out there making everything happen you know there's a god there's a high power whatever what i personally interpret that as is if you want your life to change and get better and get pretty and you see this pretty snow, do shit yourself. You gotta shake your own snow globe, bro. No one else is gonna do it for you. That's what I interpret it as. Might be wrong. But that brings us to the next song. Basketball Shoes. <laughs> this is the single best piece of music ever written. I, I am not joking. This <laughs> Basketball Shoes is a four-part magnum opus, 12-minute long thrill ride not really thrill ride more like fucking emotional roller coaster but without many highs just mostly lows uh it starts with this section that's very quiet and if you're playing on speakers and you're not that close to them you can think that the song's not playing this happens a lot when i listen to this album um but it comes in with just straight clean guitar and some nice sax and then some drums, like with some toms. Not like snares and hi-hats, no, just like toms and whatnot. And it's a really nice vibe for that first intro. First intro. First section. Now, the second section is emotionally devastating as all fuck. Uh, I'm not just going to read all the lyrics because, look, I'm telling you my story and my opinions on the album. I don't need to re relay the album to you. You can listen to it yourself. But uh, where was I going with that? Yeah, it's emotionally devastating. And I don't, I don't, I still don't know that Isaac is a human if, cause he wrote this song and I, I just don't know. I really like the, uh, the line, what is it? We're all working on ourselves and we hope that the rest don't mind how much we've changed. I think of that line all the fucking time. Uh, and that's from that section. Third section is not necessarily upbeat, but it gets a little faster 
and it introduces this guitar riff that isn't in 4-4. I can't count it in my head right now. I can't remember what it's in. It's in something, but it's funky too. I tried playing it on a guitar. It's very hard to play, mostly just because of picking. You have to pick a lot and very fast. But it's it's it gives you a brief moment of like, yeah, I feel good now. Cause even if the lyrics the lyrics are <laughs> see, it's it's like it's like a bridge that repeats twice. Uh the instrumentation gets all funky and wah, towards the second part. But like the first part of the lyrics of the bridge are nice. Uh but then, you know, it goes back down, and then the song gets quiet again. And now this is the last section of the song. It's just the drums and the... In my bed sheets. You know, uh, that is the final section of the song. And I think that is the single greatest crescendo in music history. Uh, the entire album has been leading up to this point, And it does not feel like you wasted any time getting there. It is beautiful. You can hear the emotion in his voice so clearly. I, I love it. Even if he's singing about fucking coming in his bed because Charlie XCX was in his dream and liked his music. I don't really give a fuck what the song is about. I mean, I do. I like what the song is about, but because <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. But it's... I, I think that in 10 years, this album, and especially Basketball Shoes, will be looked at the same way Blonde is now or any other hot... I use Blonde because it's sitting right next to me. The record's still on my turntable, so that's just my go-to album for everything. I'm not obsessed with Blonde. It's just right there. But yeah, that's Ants from Up There. Uh, one thing I do need to mention about Basketball Shoes, it um, it has a live version in Queen Elizabeth Hall. And uh, while I think the studio version is still better, um, the vocal performance from Isaac is fucking insane on this version but he's mixed pretty low in the actual mix so it's kind of hard to hear but if you like his voice and you like the ending of uh basketball shoes look the uh look up the live at queen elizabeth hall version because it is it is great now something i didn't say four days before ants from up there was released isaac wood the primary guitarist songwriter lyricist, vocalist, whatever, announced that he was leaving the band uh, for mental health reasons. Now, this sucks. I'm not going to act like it doesn't suck. It sucks that he's not, you know, in Black Country New Road. It sucks for us, though. This is something I feel strongly on. I hear people all the time, uh, well, I don't anymore, but I remember when this happened, people were, like, mad at him. Bro, he doesn't owe you shit. Sorry to bring up Frank Ocean again, but I see the same shit with Frank Ocean. People are mad because he hasn't dropped an album in six years or whatever. He made Blonde. What the fuck do you want from him, bro? <laughs> you don't deserve anything. Whatever you get, you can get. Like, and is your entertainment really more valuable than one person's mental health? He just, look, he made a masterpiece, right? And he doesn't want a life in the spotlight. Would you want a life in the spotlight? No, that sounds fucking stressful. Um... But yeah, I think it's good that he left. Good for him. Not necessarily good for me. But uh, after that was announced, the whole kind of future of Black Country New Road was... Uh, no one really knew where it was going to head. Some people thought they were just going to stop. Some people thought they were going to keep going. Some people said they would do live shows where they only play instrumental, which is the funniest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> but what really happened was they took a quick break from just anything 
And in summer of 2022, they went on a tour across Europe. On this tour, they didn't play any of their old songs out of respect for, you know, Isaac, because he just left and they don't want to, you know. <laughs> Isaac's songs are very personal and singing them if you're not Isaac is kind of weird. Um, but they introduced these new songs um, and they were pretty good. Uh, I'd say the recordings I heard of them at the time were not great, so I didn't love them. But I mean, they were bootlegs taken on a fucking phone camera in a concert. What did you expect? They're not going to be good. But, uh, later they announced, when did they announce this? Hold on. Let me check. <laughs> on February 14th. That's right. They announced, um, live at Bush Hall, which is a concert film slash live album, uh, that apparently it's a video of a concert that was, uh, performed in December, which I didn't even know about, but it came out in February, uh, of 2023. Sorry. December, 2022 is when it was filmed. Uh, February 2023 is when it came out. That is correct. Where was I going with that? I don't know. But on live at Bush Hall, um, they take all the tracks that they had been performing live, uh, rework them a slight bit, and then record all of them live. And I think they did a fantastic job. I have heard a lot of people saying they were disappointed with Black Country New Road. Fantano gave it a 7. But, I mean, that's Fantano, who who expects more from him. Uh, he's kind of just... <laughs> uh, I, I There's no way I used to be a Fantano shill. That's insane. But, actually, yes way, because I have fucking Igor and Radiohead and Swan's <laughs> records sitting right next to me. But, uh, they recorded the songs, and they did pretty good. Uh, I'll do a track-by-track -track breakdown. Uh, uh, also... The vocals, because Isaac was the only vocalist in the band. Um, who's doing vocals? Everyone now, apparently. Uh, so I will talk about the songwriters and vocalists for each track as I go down them, or go through them, whatever. First track is Up Song. This is a oddly upbeat rock banger. Uh, not like head banger, but like it goes pretty hard. Uh, vocals are Tyler Hyde, who I would say is the main vocalist now. I mean, there are, I'd say Tyler Hyde is probably the one who's going to sing most often, but, uh, May Kershaw and, uh, May Kershaw sings more. And then, uh, Evans has one track, Evans, which, <laughs> what is Evans' first name? Tyler, Charlie. I don't fucking know their first names except Tyler because it's a girl named Tyler. How can you forget that? But yeah, Upsong is great. Um, it's kind of a, it's kind of a retrospective on the entire career of the band up to that point. Um, and you know, saying "Look at what we made, look what we did together," BCNR, friends forever. You know, the chorus. But uh, that song ends pretty good. I'll give it like a, I'll give it like an eight point five. It's pretty good. The boy, <laughs> the boy starts a little odd. Um, it's more of a. It's a slow burn. It's definitely a slow burn. It's split up into three chapters. Also, the vocals on this are by May Kershaw, the uh, pianist. Um, this is a song about the journey of, you know, trying to get, a, like, as a woman, you know. It's, it's a story of this girl and boy, and the girl keeps trying to get the boy, but it's not, you know, <laughs> if I describe it, it sounds stupid, but I mean, the song's called The Boy. 
I can't describe it in complicated terms. It's literally about the boy. But it's great. Uh, I really like the flute on this song. Uh, I don't remember who plays the flute. I think that might be Luke Mark. Hold on. Songwriter, or song, musician credits. Lewis. Lewis played the flute. Okay, Lewis Evans played the flute. Lewis is goaded. Uh, he plays the sax, too. I fucking love the sax in Black Country Road. I Won't Always Love You starts a little slow. Uh, vocals by Tyler Hyde again. It starts a little slow, but I think it works up to a really good pace and eventually ends in a very good state. Uh, I would say that this is one of one of the weaker songs on the album. Uh, there are only two weak songs on the album, I think, and this is one of them. Uh, but towards this, as soon as you get through this first half, the song gets great. It's awesome. Uh, next song, Across the Pond Friend, is the first song with male vocals, Lewis Evans. Um, he, he wrote the song, I assume. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, it's not as good as Turbines. It's not as good as Dancers. But, God damn it, it's a good song. I am tired of people hating on this song. It's nice. I, it's... I think the, uh, the kind of dissonance in the beginning of the chorus is what throws a lot of people off. But, as someone who went through a huge jazz phase, give me dissonance, I will eat that shit up. I love dissonance more than harmony, okay? I will fuck up some dissonance. But, uh, I think the dissonance adds a great layer to it, but I guess some people don't. Laughing Song is a masterpiece. Uh, vocals by Tyler Hyde. Um, it's kind of a retrospective on when life used to be good and when you used to laugh. Uh, I'm not gonna get into the whole theme, but, uh, I very much like the chorus or the bridge, whatever it is, where whatever you would call it, the section where uh, she <laughs> lists off the names of all the tracks on the album, but in a musical way, and it sounds really good. Um, this song also crescendos, um, and it's awesome. I love this song. Like, I haven't been giving these ratings. Up song, I said like 8.5 or something. The boy, <laughs> I'd give like an 8. I won't always love you a 7. Across the Pond Friend, an 8. Laughing song, a 9.5. The Wrong Trousers is the weakest song on this album. You can't convince me otherwise. That's the one thing Fantano was right about. Uh, this this song, I, I don't really care for it that much. I'm going to be honest. It's, it's, not a, it's not a skip, but it's close. If I'm in the wrong mood, I'll skip it. Um, really, I just think the, the album could do without it. Um, like... <clears throat> Because the next song is Turbines, the fucking best song I've ever heard. I say that about all these songs. Uh, Basketball Shoes is the actual best, but Turbines is great. Uh, so we're going to skip over Trousers entirely. Uh, Turbines, uh, vocals by Mae Kershaw, is a slow piano ballad that evolves into a crescendo nightmare fucking piano, guitar, saxophone. It's... Uh, it's a very slow song. It's like nine minutes long. So, you know, good old, like, it's about as long as sunglasses. Um, but it's very, it's very quiet and it builds for a very long time before it gets loud, which I don't have a problem with. I know some people don't like songs building. Bro, one of my favorite albums is <laughs> Lift Your Skinny Fist to Heaven. That album is entirely just builds to like nothing. But uh, 
I think the build is slow and it really pays off once you get to the uh, to the part where the vocals you know leave and it's just the instruments for the rest of the song. I think once you get to that point, that's just where the whole masterpiece comes into play. This song is great. Dancers, I think, is a masterpiece as well. Vocals by Tyler Hyde. Um, it's I can't really tell you what the song's about. <laughs> like I I know the lyric kind of. I haven't looked that deep into them. I just know I like the sound of it and the rhythms of it. And I, I, I like the song. I, I, I can't give you a deep analysis of it because I haven't really looked into it like that. But yeah, it's a great song. Up Song Reprise is the final. Uh, vocals by Tyler Hyde. And it is a reprise. Is it pronounced reprise or reprise? I don't know. I've heard both. Uh, but of Up Song, uh, it's slower and... Almost just as long as the not reprise, <laughs> reprise, whatever it is. Um, it's really more of kind of an introspective closing track. Um, and I really like the, like, where you once lived line that gets repeated and kind of fades out. I really like that. Uh, I think that's one of the best parts of this album, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I would give this album overall an 8 out of 10. It's, it's, it's not perfect. But I would say that for going from here, they can only go up. This was great. I come back to Live at Bush Hall all the time. It's it's Well, I say all the time, like it's been out for a long time. It's been out for like two months. But I, I keep coming back to this, and I, I really think that without Isaac, the band will still be able to easily make uh, continue making amazing music. But I guess that brings us to... Uh, end? Oh, here's some uh, fucking trivia for you. Uh, Black Country New Road is often compared to Black Midi for obvious reasons. Um, and they did a t they did a tour as Black Midi New Road, which I think is really funny. Uh, also, if you want to hear more music from different uh, artists within Black Country New Road... Georgia Elry is in a pop duo called Jockstrap. They released, uh, a f I think it was their first full album. I think they had a mixtape before called I Love You, Jennifer B. It's one of my favorite pop albums of the year. It, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's it. <laughs> Podcast episode two. Uh, peace, bitch.